Hallelujah. Hey, family. I pray all is well in the name of Jesus. Do you want to walk with God today? Because God certainly wants to walk with you. I don't know about you, but I want to walk with God. Walk with me, Lord. Walk with me. While I'm on this tedious journey, I want you to walk, walk with me. Through hard trials, walk with me. Through hard trials, Lord, walk with me. While I'm on this tedious journey, I want you to, Lord, walk with me. Hold my hand, Lord, hold my hand. Hold my hand, Lord. you to Lord walk with me be my guide Lord be my guide by your spirit Lord be my guide while I'm on this tedious journey I want you to, Lord, walk with me. Hallelujah. The Bible says that God walked with Adam and Eve in the cool of the day. And, and God walked with Enoch. And the Bible says Enoch was and then he was no more because God translated him. God took him to heaven. And I want you to know today that when you begin to walk with God, that when you set your mind and your heart to walk with God, that he will translate you in the spirit and you will be not the same person you was before you begin to walk and before you begin to journey with God. And I want us to be translated in the spirit. Hallelujah. I want us to be so elevated that when people see us, they see the glory of God rising among us. So as God has given us this time to repent, he also has given us time to journey with him and walk with him and soak in his presence. So let's walk with God. I want you to walk. Walk with me. Hey, family. So as I was reading the scriptures and just meditating on walking with God, um, I went on a search looking for more scriptures that goes with walking with God. Now, as I was going on my search, I came across this article about walking with God and I read it and it truly blessed me and I want to read it with you and I'm going to, you know, share it with you and I pray that it encouraged you and give you a greater understanding of walking with God. Okay, so we're just going to begin reading. It is a few pages, so just bear with me, but to God be the glory. Amen. Amen. God is looking not for only a clingy bride but also a walking partner. From the very beginning, God had a relationship with Adam and Eve that found them walking in the garden in the cool of the day, Genesis 3, 8. 
God created man for the enjoyment of a walking relationship that involved companionship, dialogue, intimacy, and joint decision-making, mutual delight, and shared dominion. God longs to walk with you, which is why his arms of grace have been pulling you into a closer walk with him. Jesus went on these kind of walks with his disciples, and he still likes to walk with us to this very day. The secret place is not the destination. It is only the catalyst. It is designed of God to establish us in an intimate friendship with him that is walked out through the course of our everyday lives. The goal is after this, we walk with God with unbroken communion as Lord and friend. I'm going to repeat that. The goal is to get to a point that in our everyday life, we have unbroken communion with our Lord and our friend. What does it mean to have unbroken communion? That nothing comes in between your walk with God. Your relationship, no money, no job, no sick. Nothing should be able to come in between the communion with you and God. That he is the first person you go to. He is the first person you seek for wisdom, counsel, understanding. That God is the first person that we made up, made up our mind. And we said, Lord, you're my friend. You're my Lord. You're the love of my soul. You're my physician. You're my healer. You're my provider. That when we put God in his proper place, we have to have this communion with him because I acknowledge you as my help. I acknowledge you as my provider. I acknowledge you as my physician. I acknowledge you as my friend. When you begin to acknowledge God for who he is and not putting the credit on man, we can stay in that fellowship. We can stay in that communion and we won't let anything outside of us break that communion because I know and I acknowledge where my help come from and I'm not going to let anything come in between that and break that communion amen amen I thought that was a great point Enoch was the first man in the Bible who walked with God even though men began to call on the name of the Lord in the early days in Genesis 4 26 Enoch was the first man to uncover the true delight of walking with God he found something even Adam didn't experience. He pressed into God until he learned how to commune with God through every facet of life. Pause. It said that Enoch experienced something Adam didn't. And why this is so vital is because if you remember when Adam sinned, the Bible says that him and Eve ran and hid themselves from God. And this is saying that no matter what you do, you don't hide from God. You keep pressing in. You may have made a mistake. You may have fallen short. You may have missed the mark. You may have done something that was completely out of line and you may have grieved the Holy Spirit, but don't hide. Don't run. Press in press in. Keep saying, Lord, I know I made a mistake, but I need to see your face. Lord, I know I missed the mark, but I need to see your face. Lord, I know I sinned and I'm doing things that's not pleasing in your sight, but I know that when I see your face, that you're going to touch me, that you're going to quicken me, and that you're going to make me whole. I'm pressing in. The Bible says that Enoch pressed in to a point that God translated him and took him to heaven. Do you have to, you, 
let's just think about that. Let's just really let the Holy Spirit minister that to our spirit. How much of a relation, how intimate was Enoch with God that God just took him? Like, you know what? I don't, I love talking with you that much. I love walking with you that much that I'm just going to, I'm going to take you up to glory with me. That's what God did. The Bible says that Enoch was, then he was not no more because God took him. He was like, you my boy, you my friend. And you know that you acknowledge, you keep pressing in to find a vessel, to find a man or woman of God that is willing to press in. God will truly translate us in the spirit and we will begin to see God face to face and we will see his glory like never before when we really walk with God and continuously press in until we see his glory. Amen. By taking Enoch up to glory, God wasn't trying to get us impressed with Enoch's piety. Nor was God saying, if you get to be this spiritual, I'll take you to heaven too. This was a unique experience God used to emphasize a specific point. God's point is, I love to walk with you. Enoch was the first man to truly walk with God. So I decided to highlight this example by doing something extraordinary with him. I took him up to paradise to underscore how much I value and desire a walking relationship with my chosen ones. Enoch's example continues to witness to all generations of the great zeal God has for them that walk with him. When the zeal of God captures you, it will ignite in you a great passion to walk with God and to be his friend. Imagine being Enoch and living 365 years old and having this growing relationship with God. One can only imagine the depths of intimacy that Enoch uncovered. Perhaps Enoch's heart longed so deeply for more of God that God grew weary of withholding himself. Maybe God's heart was saying, Enoch, you love me so much with a pure and sweet passion that I don't want to say no to you anymore. I'm going to answer your prayer and show you my face. Come on up. As you draw close to God, he will not likely take you up to heaven as he did Enoch. But he will reveal the beauty of his face. As you walk with him, he will open the scriptures through the spirit of wisdom and revelation and reveal unto you the light of his glory that is to be found in him. When you walk with God, you will enter into dimensions where God unfolds the secret of his kingdom. Hallelujah. These are the paths that the ancients tried before us. Noah knew the secret of walking with God. So did Abraham. And through Christ, you can explore the glorious riches of knowing God like they did. 
and even greater because of the spirit which have been given to us. Hallelujah, family. Did you hear this? That just like Abraham, just like Moses, just like Enoch and Adam and Eve and Noah, that we can experience God on a greater heights because we got the Holy Spirit of God. They didn't have the Holy Spirit. All they had was their belief and their faith in the God of Israel. They didn't have something pulling and tugging on their heart. They moved by obedience. We got help. We got help, family. The Holy Spirit help us yield. The Holy Spirit help us obey. The Holy Spirit help us surrender. The Holy Spirit teaches us this is the way. Walk ye in it. We got some help. So even more so, we can enter into that romantic relationship with God because we have the Holy Spirit of God drawing us closer to God. I think that is something to celebrate. I think that is something to rejoice about because when you think about the, the, um, our brothers and sisters in the Bible, they didn't have the Holy Ghost. They just obeyed God and God blessed them. And here we are. Some of us struggling to obey God, struggling to do what God says, and we have the Holy Ghost. We got to repent for that. Say, Lord, forgive me because you have given me the greatest gift. You have given me the spirit of revelation. You have given me the spirit of might, and I still can't get it right. We should be able to truly enter into a loving, walking relationship with God by the Holy Spirit of God. Amen? Amen. God wants us to walk with him. And before he can work through us, he wants to walk with us. So he waits and acts when he finds a willing vessel he can walk with, that he can work through. I thought this was powerful. That God is not going to do big, great exploits and signs and wonders with you until you have taken the time to walk with him taken the time to really get to know the name of God you know there's so many names of God how many names of God do you know it's something how when you go on a journey and you go with a walk when you go on a walk with someone you begin to get to know them on a more intimate level you'll know their name their middle name their last name their nickname the things they were called as a child you get to know a person as you walk with them. Can you honestly say today that you know the names of God? Hallelujah. Do you really know him in an intimate way? Do you know his heart, his desire, his dreams, his aspirations? You know how we hang out with our bestie and we hang out with our boy and you know what they want. You know what they're looking for. You know their drive. You know their goals. You know what they're, they're seeking to do with their life. God want that from us. God want us to be so intimate with him that we know the heart of God, that we know what his dream and his desire is for us and for our family. He wants that so desperately. But God is a gentleman and he's not going to make you go on a walk with him. He's not going to say, come go with me now. You're going to just hear a still small voice that says, walk with me. Walk with me. And I pray the day you hear his voice, you harden not your heart. Maybe today could be that day that the voice of God is saying, walk with me. 
Come get to know me so you can get to know you. Because I can honestly say, family, that I learned more about me getting to know God, getting to know Jesus, getting in the hiding place, getting in the secret place, going behind the veil. I'm seeking the face of God. And when I come out, I learn a little bit more about Trina. Because God reveals who we are in him. We are revealed as he is revealed. Amen. I'm going to say that again. We are revealed as Christ is revealed in us. The more we go and the more deeper we go into our relationship with God and uncover the mysteries of who Christ is, the more we realize who we are. The more we realize our identity in Christ. So it's very fundamental and important that we really walk with God and seek the face of God for our own sake, as well as the sake of the gospel. Because you will not truly know you until you get to know God and walk with God, because he will share with you and uncover the things that you know not. Amen. Hallelujah. God works with his friends. When God has a friend, divine activity accelerates. When God has a useful vessel that has been prepared for a noble purpose, God will use that vessel. For example, if you put a lawnmower in my garage and I need to load my, ma my lawn, guess what? I am going to use it. So much so, God will use the one that walks with him, the one he can actually use. It's hard to use something that is useless. Wow, that was tough. It's hard to use something that is useless. What do we do with stuff that don't work no more? What do you do with a spoon that pop? What do you do with a blender that stops blending, that the blades are not cutting up the fruits and the vegetables? What do you do with that? You trash it and you get another one. God is looking for a vessel that he can use. But the vessel that he uses is the vessel that walks with him, that understands him, that knows what it is that he wants, that knows his will, that knows the plan. Because it's kind of hard to be used and you don't know what you're used for. It's kind of hard for God to say, go and do this, but you don't know what you're doing. And God love us enough not to put us in a position where we don't know what we're doing. So is it fair for us to get mad at God for not being used by God, yet we're not positioning ourselves to be used by God? We're not making ourselves a useful vessel. We're not taking that time to commune with him and walk with him and talk with him and, you know, really see the heart of God so that we can be healed, so that we can be renewed. And do you know, I just, I, I have to just point this out. This is for our sake, family. Us walking with God and getting to know God as much as God loves it and as much as God adores it, it's for our sake. It is for our healing. It is for our transformation. It is for our edification. It is for our understanding and wisdom and insight and knowledge. To walk with God is not benefiting God. It's benefiting us. And this is why it's so important that we take the time to walk with God because as I expressed to you, the more Christ was revealed, I was revealed. 
And I knew my purpose and I knew what God was calling me to do. And I knew the things that God required of me. And I knew also the things that hindered me. He started revealing unto me as I walked with him, this is hurting you. This is going to be detrimental to you if you don't let that go or if you keep that habit or if you keep that attitude or if you keep this or if you keep... God begins to not just expose the good. He exposed the bad. Walking with God, it will expose you. But it's beautiful because he loves you enough and you will begin to see things that you didn't think was a problem. Because we grew up and we, we walked with our parents and we walked with friends and no one really told us this is hurting you. This is really not good. You know, maybe we did have uh, uh, someone who, you know, tried to express to us that maybe we need to change a certain habit or maybe we need to change a certain attitude, but it really didn't register in our heart that it was an issue. So we never changed. But when you go before the face of God and you get intimate with God and you're in the presence of God and the Holy Spirit begins to show you the things that are hindering you, it humbles you. And you'll repent and say, wow, you know, mama did tell me that. Or, you know, auntie did tell me that. Or grandma told me that, but I didn't listen. Lord, forgive me. I didn't know this was hindering me. This was hindering me as a wife or a husband or a son or a daughter or a friend. I didn't know this was hindering me as an employee or an employer. I didn't know it was hindering my health. I didn't know, Lord. I didn't know that the things that I were doing was hurting me. I didn't know it. I thought it was okay. But now that I'm in your presence and you're being revealed to me, you're revealing me to me. And I thank you, Jesus. Walking with God reveals who you are. This is why he wants us to walk with him. This is why he wants us to talk with him and commune with him with unbroken communion. Because it's only in that place, it's only in that intimate place that God can show you you. And we can say all day, I love me. I'm comfortable in my own skin. I could tell you the truth. I wasn't. I wasn't. I was hurting. I was broken. I was, I was just a mess. Insecure here, you know, angry there, all of these different things. And I did not know it was hurting me. I didn't know that certain things that I was doing because it was okay for such a long time that it was hindering me in relationships or it was hindering me with my daughter or it's hindering me in the workplace that I had to get rid of this kind of attitude and I, I had to get rid of this. I didn't know. But as I began to walk with God and he revealed himself and revealed me, I began to make changes. These changes that I was, I, I, I saw, I saw a shift. I saw things change. And even now, family, I'm still learning. Even now, as I walk with God, God is still showing me stuff. He's still revealing stuff to me. So I want you to understand that walking with God is not just so you can say you walk with God or for God to say you walked with him. It is for your health. It is for your maturity. It is for your development. It is for your increase. It is for you, my brother. It is for you. Because as much as you may love yourself, we all have areas where we need to change. We all have areas where we can mature and develop and grow. And sometimes it takes the sweet spirit of God to reveal that to you. 
Sometimes when our parents say it, you know, as we grew up, we, we paid half attention to half of the stuff our parents said. We thought they ain't know nothing. Don't let a friend say it. Oh, you a hater. You hating on me. No, you got a bad attitude. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Sometimes it's hard for us to have to, to receive constructive criticism. Some of us don't know how to take it. But I promise you, when you get in the presence of God, God will do it in a way where not only you will receive it, you'll repent and make changes. God wants you to walk with him so he can help you. And I just wanted to share that because I, I, I understand the power of walking with God and why it means so much to continuously walk with God because I still know God is still healing me. There's still healing being taken place. I'm still growing. I'm still developing. I'm not at my end. I've just begun, family. I've just begun and my eyes haven't seen and my ears haven't heard, nor have it entered into my heart what it is that God has in store for me. So I love pressing in. I want to be like Enoch and press in so I can be translated in the spirit. And I begin to see God in ways that I couldn't imagine. And I begin to see myself in ways that I've never saw myself. That I believe in myself. That I'm encouraged with myself. That I truly love myself because I truly see the image of God in me. And I'm not intimidated by men because I know greater is he that is in me than him in the world. And that whatsoever I put my heart to do that with God on my side, I can do it. Because I walked with him. And I know that he's always with me. And that when I put my hand to the plow, that God will not put me to shame. Because he walked with me. Amen. I pray this is helping you, family. I pray this is encouraging you. I'm going to continuously go on and read. <clears throat> the secret place is where we develop a walking relationship with God. We must develop a secret history with God before he give us a public history before people. Ooh, that was good. I'm going to read it again. The secret place is where we develop a walking relationship with God. We must develop a secret history with God before God give us a public history before men. Mm -mm -mm. Hidden in the secret place, we learn what he's looking for in a friend. And we find out what pleases him. Our inner chambers with him becomes our training grounds for a life that is rooted and grounded in love. Jesus told us that he confides his kingdom purpose to his friends. John 15, 15. Lord, I want to be your friend, your confidant, loyal to death. I want to walk with you, talk with you, listen to you, hear your heart and participate in your activities in this monumentous hour. Teach me, oh Lord, how to walk with you. I love that little prayer. So I'm going to say it again. And if you can just, you know, repeat me. Lord, I want to be your friend, your confidant, loyal to the death. Lord, I want to walk with you, talk with you, listen to you, hear your heart 
and participate in your activities in this monumentous hour. Teach me, Lord, to walk with you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I think this is awesome. I think this is awesome. And it truly, truly blessed me. And it actually, you know, brought me back to, you know, to my my foundation because I know the importance of really walking with God and how it's more of a benefit for me and how I know what it is that I want to do for God. And I know the importance of yielding and surrendering my life as a sacrifice unto the Lord. And I like that it said that before God can do anything publicly, it's out of what happens secretly. And I know the Bible says, what you do in secret, I'll reward you openly. That people will begin to know that you spend time with God based on how intimate you are with God in your alone time, your quiet time, when no one's around, when no one's there cheering for you, it's just you and God. What are you doing when it's just you and God? Because it's that that he begins to highlight in the public. It is that that people will see when you begin to speak the word of God. There will be a glow. There will be the glory of God rising among you because you spent so much time with God. And people will see that translation. People will see it like, wow, you're not the same. Wow, you're different. Wow, look at you. You're glowing. I see the joy of the Lord on you. There's something about taking that intimate time, walking with God. It changes you. It changes you inwardly, outwardly. It changes you, family. And it really heals and it helps you. And it, it helps you in the areas that you know you need help with. And maybe you don't know where to begin. And maybe you don't know, you know, how to where to start. But when you walk with God. And he begins to reveal unto you the areas where need the areas where he need you to change. Because like I said, you have to develop a secret history with God before you can get a public one. So God is, and I love that. He's not going to expose you, hallelujah, until you get right with him. Isn't that sweet? Isn't that sweet to know that God, he, he, he don't want to expose you. Do you know that God has shared some things about me to help me change? And though some people may have saw it, but it wasn't something to embarrass me. It wasn't that someone else had to point it out in front of a, a big crowd. When you, when you hearken to the voice of God, he can teach you stuff. And when you take it personal and you take it to heart, there will be no shame. There will be no room for you to be embarrassed because God told me what I needed to do in secret. I'm making the, the, the right moves. I'm making the necessary changes. So that when I'm before people, they don't see my mistakes. Mm. They don't see where I'm struggling. Mm. They don't see where I'm falling short at. Mm. Because I took care of that in the secret place. You see what I'm saying? Take care of your issues in the secret place. Take care of your flaws in the secret place. So, that, so when you get before men, they will see the glory of God. They won't see your flaws. I love that it said that. Build up that secret history with God. Go before God. Walk with God. Get corrected by God. Get developed by God in the secret place. Don't be so quick to run out in the street and try to be exposed so people can see you and what you're doing for God and you haven't been healed yet and you haven't been strengthened yet and you haven't matured yet and you haven't developed yet and you haven't changed habits and you haven't changed mindsets and perspective. You need to handle that in the secret place. 
And like I said, it's something about walking with God and he reveals himself. He reveals you. It's like you're looking into the mirror of God's word and you're seeing him in all of his glory. And then he gives you glimpses of you. The good, the bad, and the ugly. And he doesn't just show you what's wrong. By his spirit, he begins to show you how to yield it at the altar and what you need to do that you may be healed, that you may be matured in the spirit. He don't just say, hey, this is your problem, and he goes off. No, hey, this is the problem, but if you yield it and put it on my altar, by my spirit, you'll be whole. By my spirit, you'll be developed. You're going to have to cast some things down, but when you practice casting down negative imaginations, you'll have a healthier mindset. God teaches you in his word how to overcome the things that we're struggling with. But you don't know what you're struggling with if you don't go to him in a secret place. So I've been truly blessed by this and I'm, I'm so encouraged and I thank the Lord. I really do because your sister, <laughs> like I said, your sister was a piece of work. I was a mess. I was a mess and it took me pressing into the presence of God, seeking the face of God, that not only do I get to know him, but I get to know me and I get to know where I fall short and what can hinder me in my walk with God, what can hinder me as a, a mother, what can hinder me as a friend, what could hinder me as an employee, an employee. These things matter. God is just not concerned about Sunday morning. And now, even more so because we are not able to assemble in a building. Now it's more so for the real church of Jesus Christ to, to rise up. So we need to get it together. We need to get it together because some of us have been holding on and using that building as a crutch, using religion as a crutch. And now we have to rise up as the real church of Jesus Christ and get right inwardly, outwardly. So God can publicly put us before people and show the world his glory. God want to use you. God want to use you, sis. God want to use you, bro. But it's going to take you really walking with him and getting intimate with him. You have something special that the kingdom of heaven wants. You have something special that God wants to use in the earth. And until you get intimate with him, until you walk with him by the Holy Spirit of God, it will not be revealed. And maybe God has revealed unto you what it is that he requires of you at this hour. Even more so, get more intimate so you don't make any mistakes. So you don't go ahead of God. So you don't lag behind. But you be in sync and in tune with the Holy Spirit. I pray that you have been blessed. I pray your heart is ready to walk with God and get real deep and press in. I prayed you prayed that prayer. That Lord, I want to be your friend, your confidant. I want to be loyal to you. I want to walk with you, talk with you, listen, know your heart. I want to participate. I want to participate to what you're doing in the earth in this hour. Lord, teach me to walk with you. I pray you prayed that prayer. And I believe in my heart that God will begin to let his spirit rest upon you and let you begin to see him and see you as you look in the mirror of his word. I love you, family, and have a blessed day.